Hi everyone and welcome to Shooting the Breeze with the Asaris. Hey, 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 how's everyone doing? And Shakur always tells me when I ask that question. Nobody can hear you scream. Yeah, but I'm sure hearts are in the back in their heads. But but yeah, man, thank you so much um, for the feedback. We really appreciate it. Thank um, you for the listens. Share yeah. the love. And apologies because we are... We're a week um, late, uh, as it were. As as you know, you know, you make plans and, and life gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, we're still kind of establishing how best to, to formulate this podcast. So so bear with us in the early stages. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day, neither will this podcast. Well, look, we're trying to commit to once a week, um, but it's getting very, very difficult finding time to have this conversation over um, over a podcast. So we might be switching to fortnightly, um, just as we get a few life admin stuff out of the way, and then mm. we can start hitting you back with uh, the quick fire uh, weekly ones. But do bear with us. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying it, and hopefully you uh, will stick with us. Mm-hmm. So, babe, what do, you, what do you want to talk about tonight? Because yeah, I know... I know you've got something up your sleeve. Up my sleeve now. There's so many things to talk about. But I just had questions today, actually. So it's going to be a, an episode of questions. Oh, great. Um, I hate when he answers me like loads of questions. Because it means I have to do all the talking. Of course. No. Um, so this weekend, um, uh, Getz had his new album come out. If, if anybody who doesn't know Getz, he's... He's an artist, he's a music artist. Um, UK. UK artist, uh, grew up in the grime scene, been going for over 10 years, really, really talented guy. Um, but this is an album which I really, really enjoyed. Um, I thought it was, he took a bit of a deep dive into himself, give us a better understanding of who he is and obviously his journey over the last 10 years. But there was one song that really interested me and that was a song called Black Rose Um, and in this particular song he's having a conversation with his daughter um, about beauty and colorism and I have a 10 year old daughter myself and I wanted to ask just ask Shakura a question actually about the challenges of being a black woman in England and if her upbringing and the challenges that she faced you know leads her to not challenge but maybe pose certain questions as to how we parent our own child in coming up Um, but also just black beauty in general in the west and is it nature or is it nurture that uh, allows us to treat the way we are? Um, oh, that's, a, that's, that's a lot. Like, that's a lot it to is, unpick. It is. It, so what we'll do is we'll start with the first question. Which is? Do you find it challenging being a black woman in the West when it comes to beauty and attraction? Short answer? Yes, I do. Um, not so much personally myself, Mm. but I think women around me, I look at young people around me, young females around me. You say you're not personally yourself, as in, did you go through that transition where you did find it challenging and then you just came to accept who you were? Definitely. And I still find it 
you know, I I don't have it obviously because I'm with you, so I don't have that, you know, uh, you know. You're comfortable. I, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, you're comfortable. But I can completely understand. So you let yourself go a bit. You're saying. No, I don't. No, that's not what you're saying. People who've sorry. seen me know that I have not let myself go. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm aging very nicely, Abs- thank you. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely, I'm a very lucky guy. Yeah, you are. Yeah. But I, I can completely understand the issues that black women face, in particular dark-skinned women, because you mentioned briefly colorism. But I completely, 100% understand the challenges that black women face in terms of beauty mm. because I feel that they get it really hard from all angles mm. and it hurts deepest because I think what really hits home is the the colorism and the in some cases, lack of disrespect that you get from your own... Lack black... of respect, you mean? Sorry, yes. Yeah. Lack of respect, apologies. That you get from within your own. So from other black men. That's I interesting. Think that's the hardest to take. That tends to be the general theme that I that I get. Because I think black women do champion black men. Um, I think Always. We, always. We always see that. Um, but I think as black men, we don't do a good job of having your back and championing yourselves i think when you say that i agree because i think you will always see black women on the front line defending and championing um issues that affect black men um and they are there for that and you see that publicly Mm. and i feel like when i speak to black black men they always say yeah i do i do this i do that but there's nothing there's nothing public Mm. That you, you where you have opportunities and you've got public platforms to really kind of celebrate your women and really put them on a pedestal you don't you you don't do this um if anything you the only thing that is done publicly is you kind of vilify and you ostracize and you put black women to the side and you denigrate them in ways that i don't see i don't know of any other ethnicity you know, or culture, however you want to put it, that publicly denigrates their own the way I see black men do. I cannot mm. think of another, you know, mm. to the point where other cultures pick up on it and feel that yeah. they too can do the same mm. and think the same of black women. It it's is disgusting. Yeah, because you do see the black women sort of tagged with certain stereotypes mm. with the worst one of all being the angry black woman. Whenever you show a little bit of passion, you're tagged with that. And as a black man, you know how that comes across? That comes across as, oh man, she's too much headache, man. She's too much. And... and the interesting thing is, is it, uh, most men um, will find themselves saying those same words. But um, if, when it comes to the black woman, is always tagged as the angry black woman. Whereas hmm. if you were... Um, from South America, you're oh fiery, fiery, oh yeah, passion, passion. passionate, it's, like you know. And um, sometimes I do think to myself, look, we are what three or four percent in this country, mm. the black population. Yeah. Um, one of the challenges of being in the West is you're just purely outnumbered. So the stories and whatever is perpetrated in terms of popular culture 
um, we aren't shaping that storyline mm. so it's, it's very hard trying to change perceptions especially when it's been ingrained and locked in for so many years mm. so nurture has a lot to do with that it's part of a lot of men just simply assimilating and trying to fit in but you see I find that with all due respect bullshit mm. you know why because a lot of these men have women in their lives, whether they be their mothers, aunties, whatever, that look like us. So when I hear a black man put another black woman down and be like, oh, she's ugly, or I ain't going out with a dark-skinned girl, when I hear that, all I hear is... It's a simulation. Yeah, but all I hear is I don't love... I I, I don't appreciate my mother, my sister, my aunties. Yeah, it's true. That's all I hear now. They don't see it as that, um, because obviously they put... They can... They've compartmentalised. Absolutely. But the reason why I say it's nurture is because when you're in the West, you will be bombarded with images, mm-hmm. with labels, with sounds, everything, which are something that represents the popular culture. Yeah. Which is why everything leans towards the lighter side of yeah. life. And young men and girls will pick up on this. Um, and it's tough. Really, really tough. Because you have to constantly, so for example, with our daughter, you're constantly reinforcing the fact that she's beautiful, she doesn't need to do anything. You're trying to uplift her mm. so that she's comfortable in herself. Because what you're so doing, you're giving her, you're giving her tools for battle. Her that, yeah. Giving her that shield so that when she goes out into the world and starts being bombarded with those images, she's comfortable within her own skin to bat those away and she won't get sort of brainwashed essentially. Now, but young black boys particularly and look do you know how tiring that is though Kwame do you know well, like absolutely. that that like that, that's where it begins it's absolutely going to be tiring just doing that as long as you is are tiring as a woman to have to prepare your child you know your, there's nothing there's nothing to prepare your child in you that way do. there's absolutely nothing you can do about it because we are we are in the west we're in England you know we're a small percentage of the population we don't own TV networks. We don't own big media companies. We we don't have a say. Yeah, we don't shape. We don't have a say. We don't, we don't shape, shape what is seen out there. And the issues is, you know, we're big consumers of, of these things as well. Mm. But even in the boardrooms of those organisations that will use, let's say, black culture to sell things back to us, they don't have any black people in those boardrooms no. helping to shape decisions either so we're having to react all the time that's why nothing ever changes um but as a black boy let's say yeah but the thing is if just to come back to that point if i look at i don't know uh tv advertising or a music video and i see a disproportionate number of fair-skinned women i don't see darker-skinned women represented the moment i speak up i'm hating and i have absolute love for Every shade of well, chocolate. It's, it's because, but, because what normally comes back is... But it comes back as I'm bitter. And I'm, I'm not bitter towards her. I'm bitter no, at no, the no. idea that that is the only... It's because it's The just, optics it's is just, just... The optics is wrong. It's just a constant reinforcement. Um, uh, but what also happens is when you speak to black men and, and, and black boys about this, the normal argument that will come back is... You know, I prefer... That's just my preference. Yeah, preference. Oh, I hate... I, that... 
probably 2017, 18 is a word that but, but it, really listen, I hate. Because I, I feel that, that that word preference is just code. Well, it's not just it's not just code because they probably haven't been able to just say analyze everything that's happening because they have we have been brainwashed. There is a level of brainwashing happening, so they believe it's their preference. But what they don't understand is your preference. It's set through marketing, branding, and messaging. Yeah, but even when you even when you try and educate, but it's it's like you, you, when you're in the source because you like what you like. You don't know why you like it, but you like what you like. You know, whether it's fashion, whether you're a follower, you like what you like, mm. you know, and that's, and all the images that we are seeing, let's just imagine when we were younger. Mm. Um, I think in primary school, you know, no, not maybe, maybe early high school, mm. you know, we start noticing girls. It's very interesting that the first ones you probably start noticing and seeing in that way for me anyway, was um, white girls. Mm. And that went back to television when you're watching shows like this is Saved by the Bell. Yeah, but do you or... also think that's the area that you grew up in as well? Because, not being funny, you did grow up in more predominantly white areas than what I did. So, for, for me... It wasn't, no, because... Well, um, I get what you're saying. No, it's true no, of no, TV. There was absolutely black girls around but I never I never was drawn to them like that they were all very were friends or but I'm just saying for me it was almost like you were looking for the Kelly Kapowski's you were looking for those 90210 I think we are showing our age when you start talking about (laughs) Kelly Kapowski no but that's what it was like (laughs) now it wasn't until as you as I got older in high school, as I got to like year 10, 11, that I started gravitating more to black women. Okay, so what, what's, the, what's the switch? Well, I'm telling you, let me finish the story. Well, sorry, I'm just, I'm tell- just it, moving it was, things. For me, it was probably um, nurture because I started watching more um, American um, TV programs mm-hmm. and, and, and films. That's when I started getting access to these films, even though I wasn't supposed to be watching them, but you you get a VHS from yeah. somewhere. So whether it was House Party, whether it was... Um, so it's looking at through black culture that you started, through, through black, black culture, American entertainment yeah, culture. I started just becoming more attracted to black women. I started seeing them in different lights. Is that... Do you think those years are when you realise... Your formative years, yeah. You just wanted to say that, Kwame. <laughs> no, no, but it's true. It's no, but I'm saying... Is that you're shaping your... You, yeah, but is that when you... Re, not Obviously, you know you're black, but is that when you had a more heightened awareness of your blackness? No, no, no. This was all just pure about attraction. But I'm telling you, my attraction was coming from I was it was nurture I was being influenced in terms of what I was finding um what was really moving me and so you know if I went from wanting a girl like Kelly Kapowski and your 90210 looking to actually I this is what I want you really like Kelly Kapowski that's twice she it's, 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 it's the, the only, only name you're <laughs> I think the other one was called Jessica 
But um, you know the other one was called Jessica, and then, you, and, and then you have like the, the uh, black girl. What was her your, name? Lars Vukic. Voichis was the black. The black girl. And then, but if you look at those type of TV shows as a kid that you would watch in from Power Rangers and all, you might have obviously the token black person, but you were really drawn to the main characters. Yeah. Um, but as I started watching more um, black programs, I became more drawn. Yeah. To black girls, and then and then through college, I really then started. Um, loving um, black women and obviously through high school and then it just but do you know what's really interesting because that's why I believe with, with guys it's, it's a lot more it's more uh, nurture than nature okay but what's interesting is at that time mm. you know at that time that's again like sort of early like late 90s early 2000s like when we think about those well, high kind, school is, is, is what's more, that? late it's, 90s it's, late it's, 90s it's, high school it's like, yeah like 95 but what i'm trying so. to say is if you think about the culture popular culture popular black culture mm. then believe it or not it was more varied so when you think about the music videos you did see a mixture of both light-skinned dark-skinned girls the the the, the main video chick wasn't always going to be just a light-skinned or mixed race girl you would get black girls if you think about no but if you think about the music as well you had you had black girls in r&b bands and stuff like yeah, that so yeah, when you look yeah. at the culture yeah. across the spectrum it wasn't just tinted beige it was actually quite an array of different like of different types of types of girls shades of girls sizes of girls you 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 had girls like um brandy and monica then you had you know bigger girls like um kelly price like all carving a lane and being seen visually yeah so what i'm saying is you don't get that variety in popular culture if we're talking about music and entertainment and stuff like that you don't get that variety that you did back then i, I don't know now I, I, it's tough to simply say because i don't i don't follow like the new age music that's so no, i don't but know if what the bands uh, and the groups are saying but, but if we think about even if you don't know you know even if you don't know of anyone that is let's say something some people what our children would follow and listen to of the very big acts that are female right now Name name the big they're acts really that are female. Okay, name name the big acts they're, they're that are female. Si- they're all single acts, really. Okay, they? Rihanna. Yeah, Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah. I, I wouldn't really put Rita Ora in there, but let's throw her in. Not as a musician, she's just good in other fields. Um, I, I I really can't name. I don't follow. I but what I'm trying to say is that if we looked at music let's say mm. it looks oh you're right the r&b scene or the, the pop R&B scene, scene isn't as varied it's in terms not as varied of in color t- size all of that all of and that all feeds into the language and the vocabulary and the song so when you're talking about rappers making songs and going i, oh, I want a lighty and this that and the other well, it, that may have been there before but it wasn't it wasn't just the only thing that we saw so therefore, yeah. therefore, if he says, oh, yeah, that's my preference, you could be like, OK, cool, because there are other people, there are other types of girls in the industry, which may be other people's preferences. But now if you only see one type, like you're saying, that shapes your view. If you only just see one type of girl, one type of look. It all comes down to you know, um, money, money and marketing. Um, but also... 
one of the biggest um, issue is the fact that you are in the West, and no matter what you do, there will not be enough. We was in the West back in the nineties too, you know. So what happened? They're just not going to be enough representation. That's why uh, what things. Um, that's why we're always asking for better representation on things like TV, because it's all influences um, ourselves. Um, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's almost like as the culture was growing and it was fresh and it was new, we own. I say own in quotes. I don't mean we actually owned it, but we. I felt like we had more of a say in shaping that culture and when money men really got involved it kind of took over i feel and changed what and they decided to they now dictate what What is good or what we should be seeing what we have to understand is they're in it to make money so they will look at the demographics of people that either stream listen or buy their product and they will get a picture of what that person looks like and that person may be a middle-class um, white girl. So when they are marketing an act, they try to hone in on that target audience because that's where the majority of the pounds and pens come from. So they think those people need to see themselves in order to buy whatever product they're selling. So that becomes the challenge. Yeah, the problem is. So what we need to do yeah. is A, um, which is why um, I really do like what um, Kojo, the comedian, um, and his business partner, they started that Black Magic Network. What's that about? It's, um, it's like a media company where they have um, sort of their own TV shows, they have um, sort of podcasts, they also have um, other sort of radio music coming up where they just try to promote black excellence and black people because mm. of the lack of representation opportunities. Yeah. So me, myself, like I go, I go searching for representation. I don't, I don't get as mad or as angry or as upset as I used to be with people like the BBC, ITV and other things like that. I go searching, but I'm not looking for it for validation for me. I'm yeah, looking... when I say I go searching, what I mean is I to don't... To see that it's there for my children. I don't look at the BBC and ITV for that. I now Do you know, I don't. See... I don't expect... And I've now got to the stage where I don't expect them... I don't expect them, but also I have to bear in mind that we are only 3 or 4%. Mm-hmm. What we got but, to do, but see, what, that's the thing. I feel like, I feel like even that is like saying we're only three or four percent. But when you think about popular culture, absolutely. But popular culture comes from America. It's 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 Black America that's popular culture, not UK Black people. I'm just talking. I'm just talking specific to us at the moment. Yeah. What I try to do is very similar to what the Asian, the South Asian community does where they have about 20 different channels all catered to them, no matter what it is that they want to do. Mm. You've got different Indian channels, whatever the case may be. So I said, actually, that's where I need to go now. I need to go to your ROK site so I can watch black um, entertainment. Albeit, it's um, African... Um, so it's probably a lot more Nigerian, West African TV programme. You've, mm. you've thrown in a few... Um, um, South Africans in, in there but if I want to see 99% black representation from the newsreader all the way <laughs> through then I go to those channels Yeah. Um, and I think in the UK we need to start building our own networks 
uh, and to start owning our own TV channels where we can put on our own shows and have those. So not every program you see which has more than you know, 20% rotation of black people is talking about drugs and gangs or whatever mm. program. They're the only ones that tend to really fly off the, yeah. off, off the shelves. Um, but in terms of attractiveness, so high school, uh, middle to end of high school is when that switch happened for me. Uh, and sometimes you're right, sometimes that switch doesn't happen for, for other black boys. They may just be in tune where... I think it's also the things that we touched on before in terms of where are you in the UK, you know, in terms of yeah, your culture kind well, of thing, because that influences what you, what is around you. If yeah. you are in areas where there's not uh, a high population of black people and yeah, black culture, that yeah. will influence your choices. Absolutely. My issue is if you have, you come from um, highly, a highly populated black community, black area, mm. and you're telling me that your preference is... Um, white to lighter women, then I have to question you, especially if you're not. Because I always believe people, obviously, um, people can be attracted to who they are, whatever the case may be. Mm. Yeah. But um, I do give people the side eye who are not attracted to people of their own race, because um, I've got to think there's a disconnect there. Mm for me almost like a bit of, an element of self-hate there, there definitely is an element of self-hate if yeah i think and i think you know it's really important to make the distinction like when people only like when they only date outside of mm. themselves i do agree with you i feel like there is a slight okay now like what is going on here? yeah what, what, I, what had, got I, you to that I've point had conversation with with some of my friends, some associates with black men who have said, "This is my preference," or "This is who I, this is who I want to marry," and I have to look at you and think. Let's say if every single one of the men in your family, let's say you have a son, who thinks exactly the same way as you. About three or four generations down the line, yeah, you, you, you will be out. <laughs> You're written out of history. You'll be written out of history, and maybe like in a two hundred years time, somebody's gonna find you an oh, old book and think, "Oh my who's god, this? we had a, who's this black man? Who's this black man in our <laughs> family?" That's my great, 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 yeah. great, great grandfather. <laughs> be like, and that sounds crazy to me when people f- say things like that. Mm. Um. But, but we are mixing as a society anyway. I mean, like, I, I don't know what the statistics say, but in X number of years, we mix. will be, there will be more mixed race and that could be mixture of white, Chinese, black, Absolutely. white. We will have more mixed race people than we do, um, you know, black, white, Asian, as yeah, it were. I want black women to be included in that. What do you mean? As in, is... Do you find that... I generally find that the high proportion of um, people I've known who've been of mixed race, um, all their dads, probably 90%, are black men with white women Mm. and not the reverse. So that leads me to think, are black women being left behind in that sense? As in, like... Either, Everybody's mixing, but not all black women. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah that's one way to put it or I mean there's lots the thing okay so is there a difference between a black man going out of a white woman compared to a black woman going out of a white man is there different is there a different thought process because the arts you, you know there, there is, is, a, is, there is, is there a, a different like there is, is there a difference in my mind there is a difference okay um and it's a very ignorant difference because I will look at the white guy and big him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get, I get it, yeah. And be like, I respect this guy, man. Yeah, like, it's almost like, oh, that's a white guy, he's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But, no, you're not. I, but no, but inside, there's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Because um, it's almost like she's the matriarch and therefore in terms of, like, you tend to find women do lead certain elements of the culture. So when I see that, I sometimes think, okay, so if my, this white guy is with a, a black African woman, you know, she's, and you know, she's very much connected to her culture. He's eating ground rice and it's, stew. It's he's, no, but I'm saying he's going to, he's going to, no, but I'm saying he's going to those events. If there's traditional wear, he's likely to wear them. He may travel to, you know, West Africa. Even to, if he doesn't, even, I'm, I'm just, no, but I'm just saying there's an immersion in that culture. I'm, I'm assuming you because put, sometimes you, I you think know, women right. do carry a culture. You, you, are, you are right. I think women are the bearers of culture. Um, and you're right. Or prolong it, continue it. You, you are, you are, you absolutely, absolutely. So that white man would then be more immersed in That's what I mean, culture. yeah. Um, in the reverse, I don't know. Maybe, I, I think my issue is I've been um, tainted. Because in the sense that, because I've known and spoken to so many black men who tell me their preference is white women or whatever. Yeah. So if I see a black man with a white woman, I think... Automatically Automatically think, think, what's going on here? Like, Mm. you know, and I really shouldn't. Yeah. But but my mindset has been set that way. See, part of I, I'm I'm both in and out. I think because I have personal experiences. I need a within, balance. Yeah, but I think because I have personal experiences within my own family, mm. I I find it hard to be completely to have the view that see you that's have the thing because I can see where it's like no, they they they've like it's like a do you know what I mean? It's, no, but that's where the balance comes from. That wasn't until I met sort of people in your family that that balance started to be readdressed. Yeah. Because previously, just growing up with other people, you hear a lot of nonsense. But you're right, in the sense that the other side is, um, when they've been together since... Like... Like, they were Pickney and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and probably if I had met one in high, early high school, I'd have probably been, been the same. But, um, but yeah, I've just met so many... Um, who have a, uh, that sort of sense. I understand preference when it comes to hairstyle, hair colour. Okay. Um, but I don't understand preference when it comes to race. Okay, but you haven't answered my question, which well, is, is question? it different? Is it? I just like, said, no, but what I mean I is like, different? no, but what I mean is like, is the woman's rationale, is the black woman's rationale for going out with a white guy or someone not necessarily white but just outside of black is it is it different because sometimes i find that women black women often want to be with black men plan b for them i do find when i have conversations i find often not all the time but often it does feel like it's a plan b and if you 
like um I haven't read her book but I I know that you know even Issa Rae um you know uh, a producer of Insecure like writer and producer of Insecure um the TV show even she made a comment um about um dating outside of your dating outside of your race um stop playing with my phone Kwame she made a comment about dating outside of your um race and that actually black women need to start considering doing that now oh, kind she, of thing. She, she was making a joke it, but it could have been even in that joke it opened up a no, conver- no, it opened it but yeah, it does open I'm up a conversation where the joke came from. This was Jake, um, she was talking about dating sites and that um, she found that um, uh, Asian men, as in Chinese, yeah, they 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 find it difficult. Asian men and black women were the least desired. So therefore, or, they or dark skinned black women were the least desired on dating apps. Yeah. So she also said they, they should just they um, should just black women should start dating Asian men. Yeah. I get it, but the the whole point that I'm trying to say is that is still a. And that is still you dating outside of your race because mm. you mentioning and her her saying that dark skinned women are undesired, you know, that therefore means that if you feel undesired and not desired by your race, you know, therefore you should look elsewhere. And I feel that that is more what I see from black women when they step out kind of thing, when they step outside of their race. Um, whereas I feel that that is not always the case or, or that's not the main case that I hear when black men date outside of their race. Mm. I, can, I can see what you're saying. At the same time, I know of women who don't, who, black women who just absolutely, nah, not going to date a black guy. Not going to happen. What about the reverse? What? As you, oh, sorry. You, that's what I'm saying. You know who of only, black, yeah, you know of black who only will date white guys. What's their rationale? Rationale, I don't, I don't, really know in the sense I don't really understand but I I still almost feel it comes from a like if you unpicked it I feel like it will come from a place of hurt hurt or self-hate uh hurt a bit and maybe self-hate because when you talk about like brown babies you know that issue but strangely when you talk about brown babies I'm hearing a lot more men talking about that um, okay. and fetishizing about like I think it's kind of odd like I've you never, start I've never heard fetishizing that. about the kind of yes I've, I've, look I've you got you got so many rappers talking about how they don't want no dark skinned babies not so many rappers you're just referring to one interview no not just one no that's that, well that's the only one I know of no so Kwame. name another one I don't follow precisely it was just the one interview Kwame. and and that guy Kwame, was are you, but this is you, what Listen, you're doing right there? No, no, what you're doing right there. As the man, let me just. No, but sorry. can I finish? Sure. What you're doing right there. So okay, maybe I got that one wrong, but there are more. There are more and more men that are. I've never heard. expressing that. I've ex- never heard. There are more and more men mm. expressing that viewpoint about the kind of children they they want to have and i that. see that as a form of self-hate it's almost like you're washing your i don't know who you're speaking to i have never heard. you've never well then i've, I've never but just because you've never heard no, it that's what i'm saying i'm open doesn't mean, i'm open i'm not saying you haven't heard it what i'm saying is um i've never had that conversation or i've never heard that come out of any 
anybody's uh, mouth that I've spoken to. So no, I can't relate to that. No, but it's we, not... we, even, we even hear it of, we, as a culture, we do hear it. You do hear it when people talk about, oh, look at that kind of coolie, curly hair, and oh, That's look not, at those green... It's not it's, if you it's, think it's, about, it's, when, we talk, when we talk about... What I'm saying is, those aren't conversations that, um, in my circles, or that I've come across that a man has tried to describe the type of baby that That's why I'm saying... I'm, I'm broadening it out and I'm saying, fine, you may not have heard that of, of men saying that, but I'm talking about, if we're talking about, you know, um, colour and beauty and attraction, you know, we are talking about those things. We're talking about the things that get fetishised. So, of course, when you're talking about a child, yes, that's a child, but when that child grows up, you know, you are talking about, oh, she's got the curly, wavy hair, she's got the light skin the light skin the the green eyes even we you know the same thing with with men you know we like you said we almost are conditioned to have that conversation how many times have people talked about when a baby's been born they look at the ears to see how dark the child's going to get or they look underneath the foot like this is the sort of thing that we have and we say oh yeah you, you know we we have these things that mean. are part yeah. of our language yeah, yeah. that might seem harmless, yeah, but absolutely. actually, our language, we're still internalizing the way that we damage. talk about ourselves and refer to ourselves in those conversations. You're right, you know, you are right. There are some things, well, like even just going out in the sun, oh no, I'm gonna get too dark. Like, yeah, all of these things yeah, they sound micro, but they are part, they're part of this absolutely conversation that talks yeah. about you know, attractiveness. Yeah. We're people of the sun, yet we don't want to get in the sun. To, because we may get too dark. Man, I love the sun. Let me charge up my melanin all day, every day. Yeah, I suppose you're probably a bit lighter, aren't you? No, I'm joking. See what I mean? See <laughs> what joking. I mean? No, but you're right. <laughs> everything everything you, you said in your little diatribe. No, I'm joking. Everything you said is absolutely, <laughs> is absolutely true. And I always think that it's much, much tougher on black women. Um, because as black men, we don't have to worry, like about our hair no. for example um, and I always used to think oh, if I saw um, when I was younger let's say late teens early 20s when I used to see women especially black women with relaxed hair like from whatever South, Af- South American country just rocking it with makeup and I'm like wow like you really don't like yourself and I always used to think hair was a big, big tail. Especially if like, I've never seen, you've never worn your hair natural. Mm. So, but later in life, I begin to just think, actually, it's just a hairstyle. Mm. It's just a hairstyle. See, I think... But, but it's, Sorry, but in your experience, that relationship, um, particularly when it comes with hair... Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, are you, in my sense, is saying it's just a hairstyle? You, some, I think, if you only have your hair relaxed, and let's say if you feel like you can only have your hair straight and relaxed in a place of business, then I have an issue with that. Not an issue with you, but I have an issue with that business who's made you feel like that's how you have to look in order. I mean, I mean that. Can I just say that in itself is like, you know, us only having about 10 more minutes left. 
that in itself is an episode an episode that I would love to really do a deep dive in the whole mm. issue with women's hair and I'd love to just hear your viewpoints as a as a man how you feel but to to answer your question um yes like my hair is natural um and I've been natural for a, a good number of years now but you weren't always natural no I wasn't always natural um, I've had, a, me personally, I've had a very tricky relationship with my hair. Mm. When I was really young, um, sort of early primary school age, um, I had very short hair. My mum shaved all my hair off. Mm. Um, partly, she says, because I had eczema and I had eczema really bad and I used to have it on my scalp. Mm. So instantly, my relationship with my hair was one of, an, it's a nuisance, it's a negative, it's, you know, it wasn't great. I used to go to school um, with like, you know, like, you know, really flaky scalp and stuff like that. And it was horrible because not only am I trying to battle with this ideal of I want hair like Becky, um, at the same time, I'm like, I want hair like Becky, but I can't even put my hair into Afro puffs like Keisha. Like, I can't do that. So, you know, where do I fit? And then you've got white girls going, like, why is your hair like that? And you've got black girls going, why is your hair like that? And you've got all the boys of every colour going, why is your hair like that? Like, so that in itself was a very, very tricky relationship. Like, mm. that I... So from the initial time when you're forming that relationship with your or learning about your identity, I had to battle that. Then I, you know, my mum was not someone who would sit down and do my hair every Sunday before school. So um, that was my my sister. My sister was the one that made me really think about my hair and what to do with it. So she had a lot of influence when I was very young. Um, I don't remember when I got my hair relaxed, but. All, I think it was early secondary school. What was the motivation to get your hair relaxed? Man, I wanted that slick look. I wanted that yeah. smooth, slick, smooth kind of look. And when I got my hair relaxed, it wasn't... And that's the thing about, like, my relationship with my hair and beauty. It wasn't like, oh, my mum's taking me to the salon for the first time to get my hair relaxed and stuff like that. You know, and it's a great bonding moment between mother and daughter. It was like... Reluctant. Like getting your hair relaxed. Yeah, like just kind of learning about my hair. Like the way I am with my daughter now and the conversations we have about our hair and doing her hair and, you know, teaching her how to love her natural hair mm. and showing her how to look after her hair. I never had that. So I never had that relationship with learning how to look after my hair, learning mm. how to appreciate it. My hair was always a nuisance or an inconvenience, something mm. just that just had to be done. Mm. Um so getting my hair relaxed was a fix in my head, but also an opportunity to step into, to get my first taste of that world of beauty and looking after yourself and gelling down the edge. I, like, I remember, you know, getting that black, dark and lovely gel and gelling down my hair because I wanted it to be slick and smooth like mm. those girls who had slick and smooth texture. And mm. there's me trying to smooth down an afro. Like, it doesn't work, mm. you know. Um, so, again, from primary school, um, from secondary school all the way through, I was still trying to learn about who who I was, what beauty was, where I fit in with it, you know, and hair, again, always seemed to be that kind of thing that was just, oh, I hate it. It doesn't, you know, if only if I could get it straighter, if I could, you know, press it into the neatest style and mm. do all of that. 
And I think it was only really when I got to like college that I started to think, ah, oh, there's these things called hairdressers. Did you? That I could go to. And they can really like make, like when you saw girls who were kind of that 16 upwards where it's like, wow, I could go to the hairdresser. Compare the attention you would get from guys when you had your slick wavy hair compared to when you wore your hair natural did you see a difference or did you or did you say to it was more hairstyles because i couldn't really remember like when at primary school like attention from boys is like well i'm not talking about primary school but that's what i'm saying like i I might no no i'm not talking talking about as as you oh you mean like as you're older like from like like 18 upwards yeah as you got older yeah definitely did you find for example if you wore your hair in braids Oh yeah, definitely. Flats. Braids is just so African kind and of thing. Like you got a different attention than when you completely, had your hair. completely. Yeah. When I cut my hair, like I had that kind of. Do you remember how Halle Berry used to have her hair like really short, kind of tapered, cut like really, really kind of pixie cut mm. kind of thing? That was when I was like, okay, this is the power of a relaxer and a good haircut, you know, and a good hairdresser. And mm. I learned that when I then started to have some sort of earning potential when I got my first job, I then started to understand what I could do to make myself feel and look good. And having my hair natural didn't even come into the conversation. It wasn't even a thought process. Mm. And I was still in that someone else is going to do my hair. And then I got into that whole routine that a lot of black girls do, which is, uh, no, I'm getting my hair wet. Uh, no, I'm not doing this. Oh, no, it's starting to rain. Who's got an umbrella? It's, like, it's like that film we watched. Like Napoli Ever After. There's yeah, elements yeah, yeah, yeah. of that where you kind of, every two weeks, I'm going to go and get my hair done. Blew like, my mind. That without, I yeah. women did that. Yeah, the, I mean, there's ele- I mean, we could discuss that, but there's elements of that. You know, so that relationship that I had, you know, with my hair at those ages... I think the catalyst, so it continued, you know, and, I, and then I started to love my look, not necessarily my hair. I still was annoyed with my hair. If I couldn't get to the hairdressers, it was a nightmare, mm. you know, and then playing around with your hair, you're playing around with colour, you see something on someone, like you see something on a celebrity and you think, yeah, I want to do that. But you don't realise that that celebrity's got a team of people to look after them. And they're probably not even doing all that stuff, that crazy colour stuff, to their hair. They're doing it to a weave. But you're doing so, that colour and madness to your own hair. And then you've got damage. So, you so know. your issue was you weren't allowed to have variety and still see yourself as beautiful. You thought you could only look beautiful if you had this type of hair. This, this type, type of, look. of look. Yeah. Whereas now... You see now fast forward yeah different now i see it have. all now i do see relaxers as hmm like i, I still have a you is she doing that for her or is she doing that for society you know like for example i know of lots of women and you can see it in like their instagram or facebook pictures who may be natural um but let's say for a special occasion like a, a graduation or their wedding they'll wear a weave mm. You know, because that's where they think that's them at their best. That's at, the best version of them. Yeah, and mm. that, and and I was remember I was very adamant at the wedding that my hair's going to be natural, and I'm I'm gonna I'm not even gonna have any kind of not even natural hair extensions in. I want it every bit of hair on my head is mine in its natural texture and its natural mm. state. I'm sure that doesn't matter. No, like, it, yeah, but mm. you see, no, no, you, you, know, you said that doesn't matter, but these are the little micro thought processes even you know that it, it does matter no it does matter no, 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 that came out wrong i think what what i'm trying to get at is 
the pressures on black women is a lot tougher. Yeah. On men. I think what, uh, and you tell me if I'm wrong, what you want to get to is a position where, irrespective of how you wear your hair and how you look, that is, you're still seen as beautiful. You, yeah. Whereas at the moment it feels like the pinnacle of black beauty is still an assimilation of what a white woman would look like in yeah, terms of long, definitely. straight hair. Long, straight or wavy. wavy it, hair. It, the yeah. makeup is contoured, contoured so you... and also lighter foundation, all that jazz. Yeah, of course it is. Mm. You, you only need to look, you know, you only need to look at magazine covers and Instagram pictures and stuff like that to mm. see that that is still true, you know. And, um, you know, and, and, and so, like, I feel like sometimes it's such a transformation and I think that's part of the problem. It's like, it's if just, I wear yeah. makeup, I still look like me. Makeup is dead. And it enhance. enhance. Yeah. Instead of... But when it transforms, yeah. and I think this is what the issue is sometimes yeah. with black men, whereas they're like, well, if she's trying to do all of this to look like this mixed race or this Latino or this white girl, why am I going with that when mm. I might as well just go with the real thing that's that's what i'm thinking in my head when i see that like i think a lot of them just end up living a lie because you then have to look like that constantly. all the time you know you're waking up at ridiculous o'clock in the morning to put on a beat face like and then to get your hair fixed like and spending like how much money that's going to be to time look like both that mentally and Physically, that's got to be a drain. And financially. Absolutely, that's got to be a drain. You know, it's exhausting. So I can't... That's what I mean about being a black woman is exhausting. Because you're battling with the black men in your life. You're so battling with... Being a woman is exhausting. Just to, being a woman. Then and then being in the workplace as well. Being a woman on top of that. Yeah, there's levels. There's, there's, there's loads. Levels. Like all that microaggression that you've kind of got to deal with. You get your hair done and then it's like you know, you've got then got to explain or justify and you've got all this, you know, speaking to colleagues, oh, isn't your hair grown? You're like, oh, God. But like, this is, all of that kind we're of... Just, we're just touching the surface here because there's a much, much deeper conversation. It'll be interesting, actually. I think if you've done, like, a, a panel discussion with just the girls and maybe we did one with less just a few boys and seen the different perspectives mm. on that. Be really but I will say this. I think my relationship with my hair... And what I see as beautiful, obviously, has developed and matured and grown. So I feel like much more of us, when we get to like, um, you know, 20, late 20s or so, we start thinking, you know what, this, for some of us, not all, this relaxer is is draining. You start looking at things and especially when you then, when you have children. And for me, a big catalyst was having so if you that was if you a big a child, catalyst having a feet a daughter you think you would have still been chasing that uh, if we didn't have a daughter happily ever after life no but i think if we didn't have a daughter i am not too sure where i would be in terms of my own journey and my own relationship with mm. my beauty and my hair i think having her made me realize well how am i gonna support her and let her get her to love herself Mm. And if she only sees me in this particular way all the time, you know, 
so if my hair's always relaxed and always done in sort of almost a European aesthetic, mm. you know, whether it be weaves or whatever, but I'm telling her her hair needs to be natural, then already there's a disconnect. I'm, I'm creating the pathway for her to dislike. No matter what, actions speak louder than words is essentially what I'm saying. You have to mirror. You her. have to because model was, yeah. what you want her. So if I'm saying, yeah. you know what, mm. love your hair. Mm. Like you've seen the crazy pictures that we take of us with our big afros just kind of out. Mm. Like you have to model it. They have to see it. They have to see it to believe it. Otherwise it's just words. Like you don't really mean it. You know, and and when you think about it, you see a, a lot of us women, we say about our daughters, we say, oh no 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 no, don't really don't they don't relax or do things to their daughter's hair kind of thing mm. when they're young. So in my head, I'm like, that's because deep down, subconsciously, we know that putting chemical relaxers and things into our child's hair into their body is not good for them. Mm. But somehow, we. Um, I don't know, we find a way, some cognitive dissonance to accept it when they get to primary school, well, mid-primary school age, definitely for a lot of girls by secondary school age. But I will say this, what I am seeing more and more are girls of Cheya's age and secondary school age rocking their natural hair, and that is beautiful. I'm seeing that more and more. I do think... Um, like, have you not noticed that? Yeah, absolutely. And you, you know, I'm, not like I'm laid back, but I am a gradualist. So I... You always come out with these things, like, no one knows what they mean. Well, gradualist is just, I believe in change, but I believe in gradual change. I believe in change over time. Did you make that up, a gradualist? No, it's a word. Okay. I heard Obama describe himself as a gradualist. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I knew knew it's come from... That's how well I know you. I know it's come from somewhere. If if you read and if you listen, you pick up things. Uh Go on, gradualist. Preach. So I, if you were to look back in terms of where you were, let's say, 90s, early yeah. noughties, compared to now, mm. I think we've come a long way. Yeah, massively. Massive way. And I think in another 10, 20 years, I think it'll, we'll, it'll be even better. It'll be, but I do think we, it stems from representation. Mm. Because no matter who we are, what you are, outside forces is, has more of an influence on you than you think. But I would say this, when you talk about representation, my changes, my change, the catalyst for my change was internal. Where I sought my inspiration from was not mainstream. It was actually through things like YouTube. YouTube was the breakthrough that allowed that to happen. Because when I went natural, Mm. like remember when I shaved my head off. You had to go find inspiration. I had to find it because I think the only person publicly that had the look that I had when I had that all those years ago was Mm. Amber Rose, Mm. you know, and she's not black as far as I know, really, in truth. Is she? I don't think she is. But anyway, the point is... She is a woman of colour. I don't know what percentage. Minimal. But she has the features or whatever. Whatever it is, she's not a dark-skinned black woman like me. So that was really the only... Like, there wasn't loads. So... I got that inspiration. Jeanne. I had to. Who? Jeanne. Who's Jeanne? The the group. That wasn't. Yeah, but they're like nineties. I wasn't. Okay. Yeah, you're right. By the time you came to do that, they weren't. That, yeah, like that wasn't. But oh. that's what I'm saying. So, 
it was social media, it was YouTube that actually that's, that's, showed that's me a why, world. It's interesting because of that's what is the, possible. That's possibly, obviously, you know, social media comes with a lot of negatives. And but that was one of the positives. But that is one of the positives. You're and able now, to find your tribe. Yeah. And uh, and there was a, a massive that. online natural community. And then you started to sort of see when you then find out about events, you know, like I remember one of the first events that I went to that, you know, where I felt at home was an event called Curvolution, mm. which I don't think is still going anymore. But and then from that, you then go to other events and you meet more like minded people. And it's like this underground network trying to break through mm. into the mainstream. Well, that's know. what we need to do. But we need to transfer that onto more of the big screen but we have to create it ourselves so i would challenge the black community to have let's say half the amount of channels that the asian community <laughs> have on on sky half is big because they got a lot oh they got a lot so we can't even say half just I, find a tenth. Watch, I do find myself watching i do like because um even growing up in ghana i used to love um indian movies tangent alert tangent alert no, no, I'm just saying. You know, I used to love Indian movies. Um, I used to find them so dramatic. I remember one Indian movie where there was this baddie who's just like just ransacking a village and he chopped off a guy's arms. Like he held him up and chopped both of the arms. <laughs> but then later on, he got killed by the guy with no arms. <laughs> but then, now, when I go back to YouTube to watch it, you can see the guy's arms <laughs> in the shirt. <laughs> And his big shoulders. But I loved it. But I loved it. Um, but yeah, if we can get half those channels and start getting it, I think we'll start to change young boys' minds and, and young women. Because no matter what you do, I don't, it doesn't matter. When you're young, when you start finding yourself and putting yourself in terms of beauty and attractiveness, you seek, you seek it from others yeah. first before you can find it within yourself. Yeah, I agree with that sometimes. I agree with that. And I think on a on a sort of almost on a finishing note, I think as parents, we need to con- we are that we are our children's first role models. Mm. So we need to be the change that we want to see in the future. There's no, we can't just wait for some TV station, some celebrity, someone out there to be the role model and the influence. We are the right. first one. So we have parent. responsibility to ensure that we make our children, we ha- we give our children the highest self-esteem that we can possible. And we, like you said, we armour them with enough love for themselves that they can go out into the world to face some of the challenges, but also appreciate who they are and what they are. Absolutely. And that's the same as Getz. You know, he was probably one of those guys who would definitely went into the lighter skin um, women and now he's very very different through um, the birth of I mean that's not to say we're saying but, no to light skinned women we're just saying let's just have the spectrum that yeah. let's just let's appreciate the full spectrum let, let, let's you know we, we want a tie that's going to raise all boats yeah. that's what we want to do um, but thank you so much We'll come back to some of these topics, definitely. If you want to uh, catch us, you uh, contact us, should I say, you can at helloasaris at gmail.com. Yeah, but also if you're listening through the Anchor app, you can also just send us a message through the app as well. We'll pick it up. Let us know what you think, continue the conversation, any topics. 
Um, thank you once again. You've been listening and you have been shooting the breeze with your sorry. Oh, that was so cheesy. I know. I love it. Peace out, people. Bye. Bye.